the longest WrestleMania in history. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. <clears throat> this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast for WrestleMania 35. With me is Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Geary. Both of these gentlemen look technically awake. We just sat through a buttload of wrestling. Matt Morgan, how you doing? Mm, what, seven hours? It was uh, almost seven eight. Half. Seven yeah. and a half. This is ridiculous. Honestly, I'm I'm partially angry about how long this took, but you know, it is what it is. There was a great great WrestleMania in there, uh, but yeah. all of that didn't have to happen tonight. There were two great WrestleManias in there. Um, Seriously, I thought there was. I mean, I thought top to bottom, this was one of the best WrestleManias. You know probably ever as far as uh, or in in a long time as far as each individual match and if you had the loud crowd reaction they would have been awesome but the crowd you know really tired down after Kofi Kingston and uh, it just didn't have that same energy after that it's also an outdoor stadium right so everything goes straight up and doesn't come back the acoustics in there which is part of the problem of playing outside yeah um yeah. but mm, they front loaded the show on purpose um, with the title changes so early, it was like back to back to back title changes from the pre-show onto the main show. It, I thought, which was smart, if you're gonna build and drag everybody to the main event of the women's match and give Becky her big huge moment, but then 19 hours were in between that. Right. And Matt, to your to your point with the the open dome, I mean that is true, but it the crowd was still a lot louder for the first half. You know, like that that Kofi mm -hmm. match and the uh, the Rollins match, and and you know even the Cena stuff towards the end. I mean they were they were they were pretty loud for it. I thought. Yeah, it was an exciting show. Uh, just so darn much of it tonight starting with the pre-show the cruiserweight title match tony nice versus buddy murphy tony nice is your new cruiserweight champ uh good match these guys did what they do but i felt like uh when you're the main match on the kickoff show you're kind of telling us not to care right or the, the first match on the kickoff show rather i care i thought i mean and i don't watch the show normally but i thought it was a good match it was good i just feel like they position these guys in a place where it doesn't make it seem important at all yeah, I mean, you could tell people were still, you know, filing in, and and uh, yeah, it was just kind of something to give the the fans while they're finding their seats. Yeah. Um, the cruiserweight Neville always gets stuck off. in, you know, the cruiserweight title matches always get stuck in that spot. It's it's too bad because they they usually you know have great action. But Neville versus Austin Aries, that was uh, the last match on the pre-show. Many people thought it should be on the main card. It just even this putting it to the very, very front, I think, takes away from making it a priority at all, which is a shame because these guys did a great job. Tony Nese, congrats to him as the new cruiserweight champ. And then, oh, tough placement for the second annual women, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. We all thought Asuka was uh, well, a lock, no pun intended, to win this one. Carmella got the win. It was a bit of a cluster for a lot of it. Now, I did something super dorky, guys. I watched uh, the pre-show they streamed live in virtual reality. So I uh, strapped a headset on and watched this. And uh, was it tough to follow on TV? Because in VR, it was just hair and punches flying everywhere. Um, first of all, I didn't think Oscar was going to win. <laughs> you didn't think she was going to win? Oh, yeah. No, I, remember, I, I did that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had I picked Lacey Evans. but uh, And she still got to do her little strut thing. Um, but... Um, I mean, this was what it was. I mean, it was just kind of there, you know, get people time on screen. But no, it didn't look like just hair flying around with and not in VR. <laughs> well, there you go. It's different. Uh, I don't recommend it necessarily as more than just an interesting distraction. Matt, what did you think of the Women's Battle Royal and the, uh, the rhythm of it? Nothing. It was all right. Okay. Yep. Uh, good for Carmella. Nice to see her mm -hmm. getting something. Um, and then after that... They gave us the Raw Tag Team title match, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus a revival uh, versus the revival, a match that had all of five days of build or six days of build. Uh, anything, Matt? What would you think? Good of reaction. Good reaction to the finish of it, obviously. Right. And uh, cool story that they told, um, uh, you know what I mean? As far as the finish and how the finish went down, um, but, you know, predictable. But yeah. um, I don't know. I was cool with it. Hawkins broke his losing streak. Raj, uh, do they uh, lose these titles tomorrow, or is this going to be a long reign? I, I, who knows? I mean, it, it's clear they don't give much thought to the Raw tag team titles. This match was never announced on TV. You know, Matt, we were just talking about this last week, how, 
you know, it's a cute idea, Hawkins losing, you know, breaking his losing streak, but it makes the raw tag titles look like a joke. I mean, they're, they're already they're, there. They're yeah, already there. Yeah, that's true. Someone pointed out, well, last year a child won one of those. They, they, they've so. been dipped in shit for how many years now? <laughs> they, they do. They, they, they have been, man. It's going to be a hard, very, very hard time to, to un, well, Undiplomatic shit, if you will. <laughs> Raj, this is the headline on Wrestling Inc. Matt Morgan says Raw Tag Team titles have been dipped in shit. Before this year. Right. No, we, yeah. Last year, a child was one of the tag team champions with Nicholas. So um, there you go. Good times. But it was a fun moment. It was cute. But again, as someone who grew up with a lot of great tag teams, with the Road Warriors Demolition, the Hart Foundation, British Bulldogs, to see this is where the tag division is, where a tag team that's never gotten a win for some random reason gets a tag team title shot at WrestleMania and then, and then wins. I just think it's, it's cute, but it, it, no one takes it seriously. Yeah. We'll see what happens tomorrow night, but Kurt Hawkins has broken uh, his losing streak. Sixth annual Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal with Michael Shane, Colin Jost from SNL. Braun Strowman did not show up on SNL last night. There was no mention of this on SNL. Yeah. We have the two weekend update hosts, be amongst the final three with Braun Strowman. This was a complete waste. <clears throat> this complete. Was a, this entire cross promotion where WWE did not get cross promoted <laughs> was a waste. It was just a single one way promotion. But yeah, I don't. Do you think they realized? I, it occurred to me this morning back when Mr. T and Hogan hosted SNL to promote Mania. That mm -hmm. was when Lorne Michaels wasn't even running SNL. He left for a couple of years. It was Dick Ebersol mm -hmm. who went on to co found the XFL with Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Lauren Michaels, SNL has rarely started late and it's what 40 year plus history. One of the times it did, it was because an XFL game ran long. SNL started 45 minutes late. Lauren Michaels ain't doing shit for Vince McMahon. No, that has nothing to do with it. You I mean, the, so? no, the one year The Rock was there, they did a, a WrestleMania skit where The Rock is cutting promos on, you know, on the other guy and going, getting really personal. No, but uh, that wasn't a WrestleMania skit. I remember the skit you're talking about. It's one of the best, one of my no, favorites. They, did, they did it twice. They did do it twice, but it wasn't to promote. Well, they said what? Mania, but it wasn't actually to promote Mania. What, what, it no, but it was right before WrestleMania. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but yes, still. yeah, technically it wasn't to promote WrestleMania. Well, but, bottom line um, is if he had heat with Vince, he wouldn't promote anything that had anything to do with anything WWE, which Rock at the time did. Him, Big Show, Triple H, and Mick Foley. Hmm. That, that, one, that one was w before the XFL thing. Um, but, it, but Glenn, I, I don't think oh, Lauren thinks about that at all. I just think... Uh, okay. I'm just saying, when you're on Fallon and you're on yeah. the Today Show, but SNL doesn't do shit for you when you've got two of their talents in WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. well, I think I, that, that wasn't the deal. I think uh, what was it the wasn't deal? meant to be a cross promotional deal. They reached the deal, out to Michael right? Che and Colin Jost, and that nobody knows, been... nobody cares about them. You said that. I mean, maybe WWE felt like they did. <laughs> That's that. I mean, WWE. I can't believe I'm going to say this, guys. The WWE underestimated, or in this case, overestimated the value of something. Well, uh, you know, like they had Joan Jett, but I don't think Joan Jett's going to be, you know, promoting or was promoting WrestleMania up until this point. So, anyway. Yes. I actually uh, thought this was kind of entertaining, the stuff with Michael Che and Colin Jost. I oh, thought, my God. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I found it kind of funny. Um, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with my theory. I want to think there's heat between Lauren and Vince. At least it makes it more interesting than what we're talking about. Spending this much time on this. <laughs> this is Braun Strowman. This is the future of this company who got the win, no. who got the Andre trophy. This was his angle, and he didn't this get is shit what out you're of talking it. About. Well, well, okay. At least he he does get the win, right? That's good. He did That's get positive. the win. Yes. He joins uh the the revered winners like Cesaro and Mojo Raleigh and all those Baron Corbin, all those whose careers have skyrocketed after winning this prestigious battle royal man. Yeah, well, it's better than him losing. That's true. The, the biggest thing with that battle royal was Luke Harper back on TV, and I thought he looked. I thought he looked great. Yeah, there was that uh, real quick. Well, then one. Did you see that scary spot with Ali and and Luke Harper? Oh my God! Yeah, Ali uh, hit his face on the side of the announce table when he got oh, thrown yeah. into, out right, of the ring. Luke, Luke Harper had him in the suplex on the apron, and and Braun knocked him down, kicked him mm -hmm. off, and it just it looked like there was so many ways that thing could go wrong. But luckily, everyone's okay, and Ali's fine. Uh. The show opened with Alexa Bliss coming out, uh, brought out Hulk Hogan to hype the crowd out, uh, hype cool. the crowd up. And then 
Paul Heyman just made a beeline for the ring to announce Brock Lesnar ain't mm-hmm. sticking around for this shit. Let's get this match over with. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar might be the smartest person on this <laughs> card. And, and uh, are we going to stop there and talk about it? Or are we going to continue? Yeah, there? absolutely. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal title. Okay. Um, real quick, if this was SmackDown and this was AJ Styles kicking off uh, uh, the WrestleMania, they would not have gone through the trouble to have his manager or anybody to do with anything in his match come out and explain why it's the first match of the night if it was a heavyweight championship match. Right. They just you know what it. I'm saying? They would just do it, right? They just put him there. So I like the explanation. It made sense. Um, I thought it made perfect sense, and I was kind of happy they went in this direction because it would have been a bigger letdown if it went on later in the night. People aren't feeling Brock anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that being said, the one thing I love about Brock Lesnar matches is uh, you don't really know how they're going to go. You know, no, you, incredibly unpredictable. That's what's they, they are. You're right. They are great in that manner. Right. Like, uh, you know, when you t- you talk about like Okada right now, and, you know, a lot of people think he's the best wrestler, but you kind of know what to expect when you watch an <clears> Okada <throat> match. It's gonna be long. There's going to be a lot of near falls and then, you know, Okada gets a win. But Brock, you just have no idea. And, and this was another one of those cases. Very different. He kind of kicked the shit out of Seth Rollins for a long time before the match actually started. And then it was a two minute, 30 second match, but it didn't feel yeah. like a, a ripoff. No, did not. Don't you think there's sort of an opposite flow, though, with Lesnar? Because in all these recent ones where he's picked up victories, Lesnar got, you know, the Lesnar's opponent got the better of him for the first half. And then Brock came back. Or in the case of Finn Balor, got the surprise when I thought with this one, Brock being so dominant kind of flipped the script off what we've seen in the past year. Not really. I mean, I Brock so. and Braun, Brock dominated Braun. And then Brock and Roman last year, um, Brock, do- you know, Daniel dominated. Bryan, he ate alive. Yeah. Most yeah. Of it, right. No, yeah, Daniel had a pretty good right, portion. He wasn't dominating Brock. I can't think so. The only time I could think of someone dominating Brock was Goldberg when it was, you know, 20 you know a two-minute match i mean going back to maybe like yeah i mean it's rare that i can't think of any time that other than that match that someone's dominated brock or it's Mm. finn finn looked like he was on path to a victory and then uh brock got him out of nowhere well yeah i mean they give the hopes you know they give yeah yeah, yeah. it's not a one but if it's a 10-minute match we're not talking and none of those people have taken seven minutes at 10 minutes on brock lesnar no no that's what i'm saying but the the flow of it the flow of has always been the once brock gets a streak that's when he wins brock has always closed those matches out strong no, he, was, he, he, he opened his eyes alive for about three quarters of the match. He gives them a huge comeback out of nowhere, which we're not expecting to happen. We, ex- we, we expect any second him to put his foot across Daniel Bryan's chest and win. That's how bad it got um, with most of those opponents. And then um, it's a, and then that way, it's kind of the same formula, but it's in an unpredictable way they do it. Like today, it happened before the bell started, where he took three quarters of the match before it started, right? Um, and then, yeah, and then Rollins got his hope spot. So it almost yeah. looked like he was going that same direction where Rollins looked like he was coming back. And then, you yeah. know, you almost expect Brock to then come back. So. Three curb stomps. Three curb stomps. Yeah. yeah. And the pin, uh, yeah, it was very surprising that he won. And Seth Rollins is the new universal <laughs> champion. Again, you know, the, that's the thing with Lesnar matches. Because we all predicted that Rollins was going to win last week, right? But it yeah. still comes, you're still kind of surprised when that happens. So. Mm-hmm. It was something. Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Longer match. No stakes. AJ Styles picked up the win. Overcome the uh, overcame the RKO. Matt, what did you think of this match? I like I liked it a lot. <laughs> I was still into it at this time. I know there wasn't as much. There's still so much left on the card. So my attention span was still. I don't know. I don't know what the word even is for it. Is it attention span or? fandom or whatever it was still super high you know enthusiasm I mean? my enthusiasm hasn't been hadn't been worn out yet <laughs> because i would argue had this match been later in the car oh, yeah. i don't know how i would have felt could you imagine if we did this podcast in segments after each match and it would just be like high pipe and then we get to this point and it's like fuck wrestling fuck this show fuck all of you for making me do this <laughs> it could be how long this show was. it's ridiculous they need to make it two days well technically it was <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, what about you, Raj? What'd you think of this? I liked it. Um, you know, I thought it started off a little a little slow and it kept picking up, and, and by the end I thought it was just a great match. And so yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of Randy Orton's better WrestleMania matches in a long time. 
Said and Seth I, agree, I agree exactly with 100% with Matt. If it happened later in the show, like when the Finn Balor match happened, I think it would have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early on in the show, it, you know, the crowd was into it. They started off a little slow, picked up. There was some light that was beaming um, from the stadium into the crowd. So they were like chanting to turn off the light. They finally did. Then, then they got into the match. It happened at TakeOver too when I was there on Friday. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird they don't have these uh, production. We got, we got a ton of people watching live. Thanks, you guys. I thought I thought it might be uh, down a little bit because of how late we're starting. But thanks, thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, I think uh, this match definitely was impressive. Uh, much like all AJ Styles matches with the amount of stamina that he shows, which uh, leads us to the sponsor of this week's episode, tonight's WrestleMania episode, which is Blue Chew. Now, perhaps you're like Billy Gunn at the Hall of Fame and your super soaker isn't working like it once was. Perhaps you're like that unfortunate Bailey buddy that just wasn't inflating all the way tonight on the WrestleMania stage. You remember those days when you were always good to go, and let's face it, they're in the past. But now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, so listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you for the... Fr- uh, Hold on, we're doing this here. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work, and they especially work after you've watched eight hours of wrestling. Guys, if you're looking to get down tonight, I highly recommend Blue Chew because you're going to need it just to make it through that portion of the evening. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Believe me, I thought tonight during some of the matches, I'll just pop a Blue Chew. Well, you know, I don't really need to see Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. Like, we can have go time here and then get back into Mania. Blue Chew is that quick, people. Uh, It would work faster than that Finn Balor-Bobby Lashley match. I've tried it. Matt's tried it. Raj's tried it. You've all heard us talk about it in great, awkward, excruciating, cringeworthy detail. And now, Blue Chew is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, most of us guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can help you follow through for round two, three, four, five. Who knows? The world is your oyster. The night is yours. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA. Blue, Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy, and we've got a special deal for our listeners to try Blue Chew free. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code WINC to try it free. W-I-N-C. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Back to I might, WrestleMania. I might need to take one tonight and, you know, uh, have some of that, before, you know, have some of that. awake before I go to bed. So I can get resting <laughs> off my mind. I want that to be the quote. Have some of that before I get to bed. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> like, is this the most like deliriously loopy? Because I, I feel like in past manias, we weren't this fucking We're, tired. And this cranky. Yes. This was obnoxious. This was legit obnoxious of how long the show was. <laughs> like I felt like Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame dragged last night. Hall of Fame, I felt more energetic mm. at the end of that than this, and that was oh yeah, uh, excruciating at times. It was excruciating at times. <laughs> um, fatal four way for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles: Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Bar versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Usos. The Usos retaining. Aleister Black mm. and Ricochet did not go over their mm. second high profile tag team loss of the weekend. That being said, Matt, what did you think of the match, especially as a showcase for these two recently called up talents? match itself was good right i just um was obviously hoping they would win uh, you know but maybe the good news is all right guys glass half full maybe they realize what they have with them they're gonna break them up they're not gonna be a team they're gonna be singles stars yeah i i i agree 100 with matt i mean and it, yeah this is the third kind of loss they've had they've had a raw tag title match smackdown tag title match and nxt in the past week and the past six days and you know, they, they didn't come through on any of them, but yeah, I'd like to see them maybe split up and go on singles uh, careers. But also I think the Usos are such a talented tag team and established. I think right now in WWE, they are the, <coughs> as far as reputation and talent goes, they're, they're number one by far with That's New right. Day behind them. So if, when they lose them, I'd like to see it in a real feud, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in a real feud, I, I, you know, like one-on-one against another team that's that's being taken to the next level. So. Yeah. If they don't lift those titles off Hawkins and Ryder, they got to break these guys up at this point. 
Because there's I, no I, point. I see it happening right away. But Hawkins and Ryder. Losing the titles tomorrow night. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, Ricochet'd be good. Ricochet and Black would be a good choice. Although, Black dropped that creaking haunted house sound effect from his entrance. Dear God, I forgot how bad that was after not seeing it at TakeOver. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get into cheese. Like, we'll get into Finn Balor stuff too before it's <laughs> over. That was terrible tonight. Oh my God. Thank God you said it. Matt, because I, I like I like deleted the tweet. I was gonna be like, maybe some things are better as a fantasy. Like maybe it's better to just imagine what it would be like than to actually see it happen. Dude, he looked like Eddie Monster. <laughs> he looked like Eddie Monster. They're trying to scare people away from that. Like, what the fuck? Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, this is good. Uso was good for that. By the way, I thought this match was great too. I mean, this was kind of the like, tag, the tag match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, well, it was. It was fantastic. Was it really a bad match tonight? I don't think I saw any. That's bad. I, I mean, the women's tag title wasn't great, and Drew and Roman surprisingly wasn't great either. I thought those were. I thought Corbin that would and Kurt were fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess nothing like there was nothing like awful or embarrassing. Or these were really good matches, yeah. top to bottom, though, weren't they? Like you were right. Like this is like one of the better manias I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't except for the length. Yeah, yeah which is, I mean, yeah. again, the problem in WWE is not talent or lack thereof. Uh, at least not in terms of in ring. Um, but yeah, just something about the way they booked this and put this together. Uh, so we had that match and that, that was good. And then uh, the hall of fame class came out. We'll talk about hall of fame at the end of this podcast, but false count anywhere match Shane McMahon versus the Miz. So it was another really long match. We had AJ. That was long. We had the tag match that was decent length and then into Shane versus the Miz. And this was the point when I was like, okay, strap in. It's going to be a long, long night of wrestling. Very yeah, what did you think of that match, Matt, and how uh, they had Shane win even with The Miz doing that super like, off the scaffolding? I don't understand why he had to win. Like, yeah. why? He's not the wrestler of the two. He's the GM um, or the owner, whatever the hell you want to call him, the owner's son. But well, what, I didn't get it. I, like, I kept thinking, like, maybe I'm missing something here as to why it was that important that his shoulder had to be on his. You know what I mean? When they landed. It could have been the other way, too. So why? Maybe they go somewhere with it. I don't, and I'm unaware of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we we called it that Shane was probably going to win this, right? Um, I thought they might have KO and Sammy come out and help Shane, so that way they because KO is kind of lost as a babyface right oh, now. Give him or something nine to do. It doesn't make much sense, but hey, they did the stuff with KO and Vince a few weeks ago. That would be cool though. If they brought those two out for that. That'd be a good idea, actually. Yeah, to yeah help Shane. Could, Right, yeah, yeah. It gives them something. Was yeah. KO there tonight? Do we know that? Oh, I'm sure he was there. He's getting uh, that Matt Morgan payday, that mania he, payday for sitting him back. Was yeah. he not in the Andre? No. And oh, you know what? That's okay. probably better for him to not be in the Andre. Field. All those people you saw watching the TV, the monitor and Kofi match, they got paid. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the B team pimping the Daniel Bryan shirts. Yeah, so no KO. Sanity wasn't there either, right? But, I mean, Sanity's no KO, but still, right. they, they weren't even in the Battle Royal either. Damn. It's a little weird uh, right now. But I thought that, uh, yeah, this was a long match. We falls count anywhere. I mean, it should have uh, gone all around the arena. It did. Like going off the scaffolding. That was great. But uh, I like the Mrs. Dad jumping in the ring. It was a bit of a nothing moment, but it was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I thought this was actually pretty good. I thought it delivered with what the fans wanted. You want Shane doing something crazy. He did, you know, a few crazy stunts. There was that one on the, the golf cart outside the ring where mm -hmm. uh, he was like, I forgot. He was like knocked over. And if he missed that by a little bit, that could have been pretty bad. But uh, he took some hellacious bumps too. hit back of his head, hit the pole, like at one spot, like toward where the, where it was jammed in between the floor and the, the um, wall there. Um, when Miz kicked him with right. two feet, like off of him, like just a lot of things like that happen. He's tough. Yeah, his date and it's dangerous too. I mean, he's getting older. I always worry if he just slips a little bit, you know. But I mean, that's shame. It delivered though at the match. It definitely delivered. Yeah, the crowd was hot for it. They were going crazy at the end. It built like it started off kind of sloppy, you know, with the, <laughs> when they're punching. The punches look like shit. Um, but uh, yeah, once it, it built up, once they got the dad involved, it told a great story. And I thought it was I thought it was really fun. Like up until this point, I was like, damn, this this mania has been all positive so far. Yeah, I thought the mania started off as a whole, like incredibly well. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best starting manias I thought we've seen in a while. Yeah. 
Then we got to the fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Nia Jackson, Tamina Snuka versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the Iconics versus Sasha, ba- Sasha Banks and Bailey. And the Iconics with a bit of an upset victory. Good. Yeah, new tag team champs. This is how you utilize. This is how you get people over, though. This is the exact, like, if you were to write a formula for it, this was how it's done. Three super-duper over by comparison tag teams. One plus one Hall of Famer thrown in there, right? Mm-hmm. Against two rookies, two newbies, right? That are you know still cutting their teeth and in, in the main, you know, and somewhat mixing it up on their show. Good promos for the most part. Very charismatic. It brings them up. Remember, I said them, them just being in this match brought them up. Remember? Yeah. What the hell do you think winning the titles do for them? Yeah, I mean, I think I had picked Slash and Bailey. I think Matt. I think you actually I did. picked the Iconics. Right, I thought. I maybe you were saying you wanted them to win. Yeah, I wanted them to win, but I think it was a four horse one. I thought we would close the show. Oh right, um, I, yeah. This this was the one match where I thought it slipped. Uh, you know, in, in my opinion, if you got a new title, the women's tag titles, establish them first before you're changing them already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean. To me, I, I would have went with Sasha and Bailey retaining, yeah. and then you could build up the iconics and 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 then do it at a pay per view one on one and yeah. have it mean more. It's going to give something a little more, uh, I think, to the women's tag scene. This gives something good for SmackDown. I think they can counterbalance this nicely. Over, uh, you know, aside from whatever Becky is doing after this week, so we'll see. But I think a change is good. But with Sasha and Bailey, I mean. They're going to get a rematch, but do you think that uh, you split them up and put them in a singles program against each other? Hmm. But me and Becky, what do you mean? Sasha and Bailey. Do you think that Bailey time- versus Sasha? Yeah. Do you think it's time to pull the trigger on that again, or do they keep them together as a team for a bit longer without the without the gold? I, I don't want to see them go against each other again. They don't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let. Them, we've seen that before. Well, let's not. Let's let them go their own separate ways completely. I'd even argue switch brands, have one of them go to a different brand somehow. Yeah, When's maybe, the shakeup? Maybe have Sasha and Bailey on SmackDown for now, feuding with the Iconics, since, yeah. you, you know, and, and really establish the Iconics. Use Sasha and Bailey to get them over if that's if that's what they have, you know, in their plans is for, to push the Iconics. <clears throat> When's the uh, shakeup? Is that next month? No, it's, uh, it's like in a couple of weeks. Okay, weeks. Montreal. Yeah, in Montreal. And pay-per-view wise, we've got Saudi Arabia. Money in the Bank is in May. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is kind of up in the air right now, as far okay. as the first one. It, now it's not. It's not going to happen in May. It's looking like it might be June. And uh, the one day that's rumored, the Undertaker has something the day before. Uh, I think at Comic Con or a signing or something. So um, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, May was sixteenth is Money in the Bank, but. Even though no tickets have gone on sale, do you think there's going to be another pay-per-view in the U.S. between now and Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank's May. Yeah, May no, 16th. No. I mean, they would have that. They would have that on the books. Yeah, I hope not. I think that'd be great to have six, five or six weeks till the next thing. But Saudi Arabia, if it happens, yeah, because uh, they got their international tour coming up. The, the brand split. So I mean, uh, not the brand split, but the the superstar shakeup. So, oh, uh, to be complete, Lacey Evans came out and walked on the ramp before uh, the Miz and Shane match. Why do that at a WrestleMania? You do that on Raw all the time, and just doing the exact same thing with her, dude. Come up with something different. You, you know, I'm fine with her getting screen time, but do something, just change it up a little. It's WrestleMania. It's like well, how Eva Marie ended her run in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. coming out and waving to the people. Um, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Okay, I think we, we're all happy with this, right? WWE shop, uh, though, leaked the result, apparently, what, a half an hour before this match, Raj? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had that the shirt that they unveiled at the end. They were they actually started selling it, I think, early on in the match or right before the match it went up. Let me ask you guys a question. In the, let me ask the chat room a question. Would you rather have seen Kofi celebrating, or is it too much Xavier Woods and Big E as well. Did that mess it up for any of you guys watching at home, or were you guys perfectly cool with it? Like, serious question. I want to know what y'all thought. Let us know in the chat, guys, what you guys think. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the match, man? Incredible. <laughs> what yep. an incredible match. This was my favorite one. Um, I loved it. Nothing to say. Nothing bad to say. I really enjoyed it a lot. Great storytelling. Awesome storytelling. 
Yeah. Uh, Matt, to your point, I, I love this match. I thought it was outstanding. I thought Daniel Bryan was fantastic. I thought Kofi was great. Um, I agree with you, Matt. I think Kofi should have came out by himself. I should. I think he, when he first started celebrating, it should have been by himself, and then you could have the New Day yes, come out. And, and then you know, come lift him up. Yes. And, um, but, yeah, I, I think with him being world champ, need to kind of break him apart from that yes. a little bit, make him more his own guy. And uh, and they didn't do that. At first, when Big E came with the box, I was like, uh-oh, is Big E – you know, we had – Speculated on Biggie possibly turning heel if Kofi. I thought win. too that he could turn actually. Right, because Kofi so looked, too. you know, yeah. They did that little, almost like a tease at the beginning where Kofi, you know, mm-hmm. looked at Biggie like he didn't know what he was doing. But uh, yeah, I love this. I thought I, I I thought this was the best thing on the show uh, as far as the crowd reaction, uh, keeping you guessing. Um, that was great. Uh, WrestleMania were two nights, and this closed out night one. Right? Oh, God. A plus, 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 plus. Yeah. 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 Everyone would have gone home happy, so excited for the next night. Would have been great. Uh, no, I thought this was good. I liked with New Day. So I don't know, Raj, you paid attention to this, I'm sure, before. But Matt, did you see, uh, I mean, for years, New Day in interviews, uh, B- uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods said they would do whatever it took to get Kofi a world title shot and to get that run and make it happen. Mm. So I thought it was nice that they were part of a celebration because they've been, I mean, <clears> in fact, <throat> if I were going to say an argument against Kofi and perhaps the whole B plus player narrative is Kofi isn't really a self promoter. Kofi isn't the guy to be out there to say I'm the best in the world, but it's been Xavier and Big E, his friends who have kind of goodwill hunting him a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, been hyping him up this whole time. So I thought that was kind of a nice little bow to put on it. I don't know. I think they were getting in the way. It was getting clunky yeah. for me. I want to watch his face. I want to see his emotions with his kids. Like the kids, his kids being in the ring were plenty enough. Like that's all that we yeah. should. That's all that should. That's all he should need. He doesn't need these training wheels in real life moments. This was a real life moment for him. And you know, Xavier Woodson, they're screaming and yelling. We made it to the top. We made. It. It's like I get the whole we're brother things, and we're you know what I mean. We're a team. You know, I get that, but. No, that's not what you are. Homeboy made it to the top. You guys are his partners. Let's get this straight. And he's the one for 11 years who scratched and clawed and finally now he got his opportunity. You guys were part of the deal like the last two or three, four, four, whatever it's five years, four years. I don't know that yeah. they've been together in a, in a three in a, in a three way, whatever the hell you call it. Right. But, but like we were just saying, and they still could have come out later, but have yeah, Kofi definitely come out. But but that, yeah, let, let's say Kofi's legitimate, authentic, like organic reactions again by himself and what it means to him. Because eventually, again, he can't just have them involved in every single one of his matches. Right. Mm. Wasn't that with uh, Jericho and KO when then Jericho, what were they when the other one was taking credit? The, everything was like, yeah, we Jericho's did it. Like, we're the tag, we're the, yeah, we're the world we're the champions. champions. <laughs> As heels, that worked. At first, right, we, yeah. if you remember, we were kind of annoyed with it a little bit because we wanted KO to do it on his own, right? It ended up being yeah. hilarious and it was funny. But as heels, they can make that work. As a baby face, it feels like they don't trust Kofi or I don't know what it is that they don't trust. But it's annoying because I wanted to see him by himself. And again, that's a very small thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Sassy this is great, going. though. Uh, first African-American champion of the modern era. Grand Slam champion at that. I think this was absolutely fantastic. Congrats to Kofi Kingston. Uh, this was a very feel-good moment for WrestleMania. And uh, we'll see how they book them from here going forward. Uh, and they brought back the old belt. So we'll see. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. How much more, how much better does that belt look now that we're used to Daniel Bryan's belt? You know? <laughs> Did you see the replicas of that at the, the Mania store? They were selling for like five grand. No. Yeah. Yeah, very expensive to make, apparently. Um, Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe for the United States title. The entrances were longer than the match. Yeah. Ray Is Ray injured still, Rush? I don't know. I mean, you just look at how the show was timed. They didn't have much time anyway. So. Which was this, this, this was good for Joe. I thought this was a great showing for Joe. Yeah, it made him look like a killer over mm-hmm. a legend. Uh, who, and it... Ray doesn't necessarily get hurt. And yeah, Ray did have a bum knee. You know, he was forced to uh, miss his SmackDown match with Andrade. So it, it I think it, it hit all the, hit all the, you know, whatever. Yeah. He got his big entrance, hit the 619, and then Joe put him in the coquina clutch, dropped him to the mat, and it was over. Um, after that, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Raj, uh, match you think under delivered? 
Yeah, yeah, I was a little disappointed with that. Um, that they tried it. It almost felt to me like the crowd. Uh, they didn't want to. They don't. They feel like it's rude to boo Roman right now, so they were just <laughs> going to be quiet <laughs> and uh, and instead uh, not do anything. And so there was just like no heat, no crowd reaction. And maybe it's not a Roman thing. Maybe it's just this this half of the show. But it was it just definitely never got going. The crowd was quiet and uh, it didn't really pop for anything. So it was just kind of there. I mean, this show is really going on now. It's really dragging on by this point. And um, this was a very, uh, very tough spot to be put in, um, I thought, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. But Matt, do you think they should have held off Kofi until later? I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Because we, we would have, I would be worried that the reaction wouldn't have been what it was. Yeah, I'm glad now when we're going to videotapes for you know the next five years, ten years, and they play that Kobe clip, everyone's going to be going bananas versus lukewarm. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think that's why it would have been better if Drew McIntyre would have won tonight, because yes. I think that surprise would have kept the audience going a little bit more. I think they would have still been quiet because it's not like they were ever into Drew either um, in this match. They were just they were just sitting on their hands. I, I think from a storyline perspective, again, Seth is champ now. You need someone for him. <laughs> Drew made all the sense. Get him getting a win. And they could still go that way. There was that one year, remember, where Mark Henry beat Ryback, and the next night they started a Ryback versus John Cena world yeah. title program. So, you know, it they still will go with it, even though the booking doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Elias came out after that. We we had three Eliases: Elias on drums, Elias on piano, Elias on guitar. And uh, this was you... terrible. This was terrible. <laughs> I hated this until finally Cena came out. Cena <laughs> as the Doctor of Thugonomics coming out. Yes, that, I mean that was very unexpected. It was. It was. Um, and it was that part was great. Obviously, I love that part. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming, and he was just. I mean, Cena was on fire, and I, I forgot how much I used to love his character. And I, I'm, I'm a John Cena fan. I, 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 I like what he's done, but him when he used to do the thugonomic stuff and, and his raps, and when he was a heel, even when he was a babyface, I thought he was just great. Uh, so I thought this was awesome. Him coming out to the old gear, he had his hat backwards, so you can see his his JBL hair makes him look, I think, like ten years older. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you couldn't see that, so he he looked like his old self. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Excellent but yeah, they, to Matt's point, I thought they went way too long with the Elias part, and uh, for a show this long, and when the big surprise is Cena, then they had that that uh, that long video introducing Babe Cena. Babe Ruth video, yeah, yeah, it's that Babe Ruth video. But uh, it was cool. Cena, Cena, Cena rocked it. The crowd was super into it. It was uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. No, very very cool. Um, no holds barred match. Triple H's career on the line. Batista versus Triple H. Real, real quick, let me ask you this about Cena. He, and people are pointing out he came to his old, old music. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think fans would have turned on Cena if he would have kept that character going? I mean, he wouldn't have become the megastar, probably, you know, uh, that he did by dropping it. But do you I think, think the, I think he still would have become the megastar. Yeah. He is a prototype would have been a megastar. He, yeah. he made John makes anything work. That's what makes John so goddamn good at what he does. Is he's a great actor when it's and, and I don't mean like actor on the TV, like in the movie movies. I mean in real life, he is good at camouflaging and being a chameleon to whatever moment he's in to fit whatever that is and make everybody like him. Like yeah. I told you, he was no rapper. He's listening to fucking Quiet Right Right and Rat. Well, and remember, I mean, the Thugonomics thing even started with the Halloween episode of SmackDown in 2002 when he was dressed as a rap character. Um, yeah, right, right, right. But what I'm saying is he makes he can make anything work. Is what but makes but Smackdown do you think the fans it. would like how, how they turn? Yes, because he know, would evolve. He would evolve with it. I mean, look what he's done now. He's been on top forever with the most stalest character of, in the history of our business. Yeah. yeah, he went from thugonomics to essentially being Captain America in the WWE. To being Captain Cornball, and, yeah. and, and he still sells out arenas. You know what I mean? He's still a humongous draw, regardless of what you think about him. And that's mm-hmm. just him being stale. I would argue as a rap character, he would at least be able to make it dance more, meaning he can, he can ebb and flow it maybe and take it in different places, right? We never really got to see it as a full-fledged 
face. I was there the night he turned face, and it was against our team at Survivor Series when he went joined Team Lesnar. Hmm. Um, and the crowd was what made him a face was he was a dicky heel making fun of everybody. Yeah, and I don't know. I remember the original plan was for Batista to be like the the big star on Raw, the A star, and and Cena to be the B star, and then Cena just got so popular that they they pretty much switched. It's funny, too. You know that Halloween episode of SmackDown? Uh, that was the week before 8 Mile came out. So just the timing couldn't have been more perfect. Well, yeah. I think the, the way Cena tells it is like he he was freestyling on a bus like with him and some other guys. And Stephanie McMahon heard him. And that's where they decided to go with it. So I don't know if that's where they went with it with that Halloween character or if he started working on it and then they debuted it. But I, I mean, on the ha Halloween episode. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just that diss battle rap style was so yeah. popular. Eight Mile like blew that open. Um, I, remember he, I remember he when he brought the character back when his feud with The Rock, and he he burnt The Rock pretty good a couple times. Oh, he's yeah. great. Yeah. No, it was great tonight. I thought this was actually Elias in a, a really good segment with a really good uh, opponent that could go toe to toe with him on the mic for a change. Um, Triple H versus Batista. Christ's sakes, this match was so goddamn long. Uh, Shawn Michaels came out. What did you think, guys, of all the guest commentators they had tonight? It felt like every match, someone else was joining them on commentary. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't care. I just know Batista racked and tripped in the ring, which was hilarious. And then, <laughs> and then, um, what else? And then parts of the match where Corey Graves had me laughing, like the first quarter of the match so hard. He's like, what's he going to do next? Rip his teeth out of his head? <laughs> yeah. he was, I was dying laughing at that because like, it is so ridiculous. He put pliers to his fingers. Let's be very clear what would happen if someone took pliers to your fingers, gentlemen. Right. The match is not continuing. You are screaming bloody murder and you're running to the back crying and screaming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were trying something different, but yeah, they went it was it was kind of ridiculous how overboard they were going with yeah with the pliers and then him ripping the nose ring out and everything. The nose ring, okay, I can I can stretch my yeah. Imagination. And they yeah, your fingers. Do you know what pliers in your people at home? I dare you. Put a pair of pliers. Put them. Put your finger in the middle of it. Squeeze just like two percent and tell me how that feels. Your bones would break. Hello. Yeah. No. But you they sold it great. Emergency room. Like, it they, didn't look, you know, they sold it. No, it didn't. He threw punches with that same hand. Right. Well, no, no. I meant while he was in it. It didn't, it, you know, yeah. it looked like. Uh, Where was the blood? Right. Well. But for Triple H to be this vicious, um, I don't think they sold, like, his motivations for it. It's like, so he beat up Ric Flair before. But Triple H, I mean. He was smiling. You could tell you couldn't get fully, 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 yeah. fully into it. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this was, but see, look at Triple H now. This was like, oh, the nice dad from NXT. You know, he's got this mean streak. It was just, yeah, it was really weird. Um, because it was a jumping gear, guys. It was from zero to hero, as we say in the business, is where he yeah. went with this. That's why. Yeah. And the uh, announcer's like, what the fuck? We weren't expecting this shit. What the What was this guy doing? It was such a long match. Yeah, I, I like, think this Triple H just has the Uzi taken? What's that? Was the Uzi taken? <laughs> well, and they had the long ring entrances too. I thought the ring entrances were cool, but uh, I did too. Yeah, um, I, I feel like Triple H just feels like his matches have to go thirty minutes, and uh, I think this match was actually pretty good. I don't know if it was like if this was on early in the show, if it would have been much better because it did feel really long where it was. And I think if you cut out ten minutes out of this match, it would have been a hell of a lot better. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was really good as it was. I mean, it was, it was. good as it was. Cut out 10 minutes, and it would have been a really good match. It was good. It's just that the one thing is what lost me, and it lost me early on. Players, players. finger. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think uh, – I, I do got to say this about Batista. He did, he did trip coming into the ring, uh, but he looked good out there. I mean, for not having wrestled in that long, uh, I thought – I thought this match in a lot of ways, took. yeah. I thought it out, you know, over exceeded my expectations, except for the length. The length the hurt. bumps they took on that damn steel staircase, guys, kills, 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 kills. It's the worst bump you could take. Yeah. And Batista, he's been working out for like movie muscle mass, not like you know right. flexible, you know, taking bumps and stuff like that. So <clears throat> that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. After that, the match everyone was waiting for, Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle in his last match ever. <laughs> <sighs> I was hoping after 
Corbin won, that Cena might come back out. They might do something else. Yeah, me nope. too. Yeah, that was it. Corbin just sponging, just soaking up the heat he's getting from this. I guess you have no choice, right? I mean, just roll with it. That you, as a heel, you should kill for this kind of heat. This is like legit, authentic. I hate your guts heat. <laughs> I, I, I would want it. I think that's great. People trying to slash your tires, throw milkshakes at your windshield. I think that's a great day at the office as a heel. But they weren't really, they weren't really booing Corbin that much, were they? This was another one of the matches, right? I in they general, were in general, leading up to this. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, not yeah. tonight, but they lead up to it. But Matt, do you think this is like real heat, or is it like, ah, shit, this guy, I'm, I'm going to change the channel for a bit and come back? Yes, I think, I think, I think it's a both. But he's trying to make it into character, real, authentic yeah. heat, trying so, to transform, so transform. It. I remember people used to say that with X Pac, they would call it X Pac heat. But, X Pac heat, yeah. But X Pac yeah. people still stayed to watch. Um, the other thing you need to remember was X Pac was a baby face too. A lot of the time when that was happening, right? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sticking his tongue out and doing all those uh, weird faces and shit. The people are like, what the fuck? Turn and click. At least over the group. But Corbin stepped into something. I mean, look at Drew McIntyre, who's a monster who they've tried to build as such. And he doesn't get that kind of reaction that Corbin gets, where Corbin comes out with that smug smile. And he's good on the mic. Corbin's gotten yeah. way better on the mic. And he if he if he didn't have the, the microphone aspect of it, uh, he probably wouldn't be getting that kind of heat. So, yeah, I mean, pro you know, props to him for improving and and being able to get that kind of heat. Yeah, as Matt said, I, I, I do think that too. I think it's a mix of a genuine genuine heat and go away heat. But um, I, this was such a mistake having him against Kurt Angle. Like when you think of Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, like Ric Flair's final match and Kurt Angle's was this. Uh, I don't know. Kurt's all about getting other talent over though for what it's worth in real life. I don't know. I'm sure he'd rather have a better match than that too. Who knows? Yeah. What if? Yeah. What if you'd brought Adam Cole to the roster six months earlier, or you know, someone like that, where you and AJ, built a feud with an injury. AJ. AJ would have been perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the match that was, uh, or the entrance at least, that was better in Matt and my heads than it was in actuality. The Demon King faced off tonight against Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental hey, did you say, title. Did we go through the end of that match, how Corbin won? Corbin got the end of days. He pinned yeah. Angle, ended his career. And Angle gave a short speech after. That was nice. Yeah. Got the you suck chance. Commentary team really trying to contextualize the you suck. <laughs> and be like, no, they respect Kurt. This is just something they do. <laughs> yeah, well, no. because if you're a young fan and you're watching, you're like, what the fuck? This guy's a legend, Dad. Why is everyone saying he sucks? Yeah, but they've been doing that for the last few years as well. kid who doesn't watch the show yeah. is what I'm saying. Now you finally tune into Mania. Your families are walking in the family room because you have a WrestleMania party, and your aunt and your grandma have never been to one before. It's the first time they're invited. Yeah, that's true. All these people you have to explain shit to because of today. Yeah, oh. no, I, I I went to NXT Takeover with uh, two people that don't watch wrestling, and mm. yeah, you forget sometimes like all the stuff that we take for granted. Uh, they have no clue. Probably about. helps take because yeah, I guess to someone not that doesn't watch wrestling and seeing this legend leaving and everyone's chanting "You suck" was yes. confusing. <laughs> I've now determined after having enough cringeworthy Monday Night Raw pay per view segments, I never want to show anything to anyone who doesn't watch wrestling unless I select it ahead of time and know that it's awesome. <laughs> like no more i'm not taking the chance of watching something live because then it's like bobby lashley's sister sketch or bailey this is right. your life like right. it's always some shit like that yeah i like yeah um wrestlemania no is no longer a show i showed my friends just because of how long it is you know it's crazy and i'm like hey you want to come over it's only seven and a half hours long yeah. at, least, <laughs> at least football is free people like they're like and you pay for this yeah. And football, you got the halftime show, and you, you know you could you could leave if you want, take a break from it, and you know the halves are still the same yeah. length. The game itself is the same length. Yeah, yeah. Um, the demon versus Bobby Lashley. So Bobby coming out wearing some Ember Moon contacts, um, with Leo Rush accompanying him to the ring, and then we have the demon coming down, descending, coming out through the smoke, the thick smoke into the ring. Uh, Balor's keeping that tongue thing going. So there's that. Okay. You've heard Matt and I in our initial reactions. Raj, did this live up to your expectations for the Demon King at WrestleMania? Eh. <laughs> I mean, again, I think this point in the show, um, 
I, I don't. I didn't think that Finn should have squashed Lashley. So as far as right. them going back and forth, I did think. I, I did think it's kind of the wrong matchup. I think it looks cheesy, Finn beating Lashley like that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and Lashley, what was he wearing at the beginning? He had like these weird demon contacts on. Yeah, they were like Ember Moon style contact lenses. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Finn, the demon thing, it's kind of losing its luster a little bit. Um, and I felt like the crowd wasn't that into it. Bobby I, was physical as hell in this match, though. Yeah, and so was Finn. I mean, Finn was really laying it in when he was, you know, hitting the drop kick in the corner and, you know, his moves. I thought it was very physical, but yeah, it's it was very forgettable. It wasn't as big as it should have been, I thought, with the demon coming back, right? And yeah. again, those faces, I can't be the only one who thinks those look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Did he used to do that? No, he did not no. used to do that. And it, not the so tongue thing, but annoying. just uh, the, he did like a growl outside the ring. <laughs> did you hear that no, part? That, he, that's what he does every time his tongue gets every time his tongue comes out. It's <laughs> it's a noise with like, it. Like he's doing the was up commercial for it's terrible. It's so cartoony and annoying. He doesn't need to do it. This is another situation. Finn Balor, you're not watching the show, but. If you were, I would tell you this is another place where you stand up for yourself and say, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, you go do it. How about I put face paint on you and you go out there and you do it. Right. Demolition made it work, but that was 30 years ago. Finn made it work in NXT. He made it work even as first match on the roster. He did not. Not the the tongue thing. No, (laughs) but the demon. I'm saying Yeah, yeah, the demon is cool. The demon we think is cool, Glenn. It's just a stupid one face. It's killing it. it I swear to you, it is it's, enough to take you out of the moment, make it hokier than hell. It's WWE production. NXT, remember that awesome vignette with the white background and they have it looked like in the padded room with the demon? Yes. But for some reason, they shoot it on videotape in the WWE, or it looks like videotape. Um, and it just looks, it's too lit. It's not moody. It just looks dumb. Every time they've done a vignette with the demon on the main roster, yeah. it's completely stupid. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where they go from here, but Finn is the intercontinental champion again, uh, knowing WWE will lose it back to Bobby tomorrow night on Raw. But oh, since he wanted as the demon, shouldn't he have to defend it as the demon? Since the, being the demon makes a yeah, difference. Be the demon going forward, I'm hoping, right? That's what this was all yeah, about. but he's got to have an intervention about what he's willing to do and not willing to do uh, if he's going to keep being the demon going forward. Because I think he's going to turn into gold dust if he doesn't watch a step at this point. Yeah. Just, just, but again, those are probably things. The tongue thing is probably something coming from Vince. So. Definitely. <laughs> yes, it's definitely. Because Vince saw know. Kiss live once. Right. Like, you know, like the guy, the demon in Kiss, he sticks out his tongue. And he feels like he's got to put his spin on it. Yeah, it's like the Ascension, where he put him in face paint when they came on the main roster. And, oh, yeah. This is a terrible spin. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, but good for Finn. He got his mania moment. Yes. Hit the coup de gras. Got the win. And they then didn't, they didn't job Lashley out. He still looked good, even though he's you know, he, mm-hmm. he still looked fine, you know, losing to Finn. Yeah. Alexa Bliss came out. Alexa Bliss, as far as hosts of Mania go, she appeared way more than I mean, The Rock had one segment before, like Alexa, like three or four segments tonight, five, I think, if you count the pre show. Came out to announce the attendance and uh, have a dance break, Carmella and our truth. And mm-hmm. then we went into the winner-take-all triple threat, the first-ever women's main event at WrestleMania, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. Joan Jett played Ronda to the ring. Charlotte showed up in a helicopter. Becky, again, her entrance seemed a little subtle. By the three, yeah. Yeah, uh, but this match, man, um, I thought they gave all the women a good rhythm, good placement, although that ending seemed abrupt. It did. Uh, which made it a nice surprise, right? It didn't feel like we were in the rhythm of an ending yet. Um, it didn't. Yeah, but Matt, what did you think of the match overall? If you want to catch people off guard with a with a roll up finish like that, you want to you want it to be out of rhythm, right? So, I, but by the same token, I was like, "That's it." Mm-hmm. At the end of that match, that was my reaction, which sucks because we're so excited for this to finally be here. I wanted more. Yeah, I mean, it made it. You're thinking of Becky's big moment. You want her to kind of get that decisive, you know, that, I don't know, that decisive ending. And, you know, Rhonda's, you know, shoulder was, it, it definitely wasn't on the ground that whole time. Like it was up. So I gotta I go know. back and watch it. That's yeah. Twitter's a- already speculating that the ending was botched, uh, but it's just Twitter speculation. 
Yeah. I just thought it was underwhelming for someone's crowning moment. Like this was her big, you know, this whole lead in was basically to crown her. Right. Yes. It better have been. Yeah. And so it just kind of fell flat. I thought, um, again, at the end of this, uh, a seven and a half hour show, uh, the crowd would have been into it way more if it was earlier. You know, if you had this match on when the Kofi match was on, the crowd would have been going nuts for Becky. Instead it was, you know, it was, it was nice. It was polite, but it wasn't like an overwhelming Becky chant and, and going nuts. And I thought they, they worked their asses off in this match. I thought they really tried, you know, hard in this match. And I just thought just being at the end of this long show to hurt it. It did, yeah. but it had to happen, right? It had to have, we had to have right. the, the girls closing out the show eventually. Um, they've earned it. Um, so, like, even though it wasn't as loud as it would have been if it was in the first right. half of the show, then where Kofi and Daniel Bryan wrestled in that part of the show. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. I, I think there's other things that they could have they could have done to help them, to help the girls out. One of them is that finish. Second is um, uh, definitely if that's your finish, you don't have the Ronda Rousey just nip up and walk out of there you know what i mean like people would have liked to have seen her get her ass knocked out or you know selling more or or whatever you know have you. yeah so the debate on twitter is that right after ronda hits the mat her shoulders come up kind of with the one count and then they went mm-hmm. back down for the two and the three so mm-hmm. you know yeah that was probably supposed to be the finish just ronda wasn't supposed to get her shoulder up and missed up you know yes so. yes yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. I think uh, that gives Ronda an angle. I think Ronda's gone. I don't. I mean, she's. You don't not, think she's showing up tomorrow? She might show up tomorrow, but I think she's gone after that. So maybe she does a quick speech or a quick angle. Um, but she's not booked on any pay per views. Uh, not the European show, you know. Tour. Obviously, they could re-sign her, or talk her into staying. You know, that could always happen. But as of right now, that's. It looks like she's taking a break for a little bit. She's done so much in going off on social media. If I think this gives her the argument when she returns for the rematch against her and Becky, which I like. But yeah, the rhythm of this did feel quite abrupt uh, to what you guys were saying. Going last isn't as cool as they make it out to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Back not in a, the not day when time. it was a three hour or four hour show. Yes, you got the crowd the whole time. But uh yeah. Also, back in the day, though, every match knew its place on the damn card. It wasn't every match trying to one up each other. The first three matches wouldn't even leave the damn ring. Right. You'd have the bathroom break on before the main event to kind of guys weren't even guys weren't even allowed to use the top rope in the first four matches, five matches. Oh. Yeah. So all in all, uh, we had takeover the other night, which was a very, very good, very packed card. Raj, you were at takeover in person. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> It was great. I mean, it's. A, I thought it was the best show of the weekend. I thought, I thought WrestleMania was, you know, strong, um, but long. And again, just the length hurts it. But every, you'd look at everything individually, and, and it was really good. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, you uh, know, I saw ROH in New Japan last night. I thought that was too long too. Yeah, and controversial apparently. Oh yeah, yeah, Enzo and Big Cass, and that was work just so, like, for everyone that's asking. Um, what they do? They're part of Ring of Honor now. It looks like. Yeah, they, they did an invasion angle. Yeah. Who did they invade? <laughs> ROH. They showed up at ringside, and, and and during the show, they on the on the pay per view, they cut away from them, and so you only saw like there was chaos going on, but they were showing the announcers, and it was Enzo and Cass doing this angle with like Bully Ray and all those tag teams, mm, okay. and the Gorillas of Destiny, and they never showed it on TV, but. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, last night, there was... Uh, God, wrestling fans could be so stupid. Uh, someone attacked Bret Hart during his Hall of Fame induction speech <laughs> last night. Got the crap kicked out of him by a good portion of the WWE roster. Oh, man. Um, Matt, did you see this? Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah, 26-year-old who is... who. You know, you know on Twitter, you'll, you'll get fans on Twitter who are just nuts... So he has one of those Twitter accounts where he sends a bunch of nutty tweets. He's an amateur MMA fighter, 26 years old, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. He was actually arrested twice um, 
between this past December and like a week later in early January, like late December, early January. The kid with the dreads? Yeah, so the yeah. dreads were fake. It was just yeah, like a Rastafarian fake pony hat. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why was he attacking Bret Hart, though, of all people? Because he's freaking crazy. Uh, he, he would send all these tweets saying how Vince is a genius. Maybe he believes that Vince and Brett don't like each other. I don't oh know. Uh, but he was nuts. So, uh, and Brett actually did end up going to hospital last night. Uh, he did? He was experiencing some hip discomfort. Obviously, he was at WrestleMania tonight, so he's fine. Oh, um, yeah, just uh, a nutball. He was being arraigned. He was arraigned in Brooklyn today. He's being charged with two counts of third-degree assault and one count of criminal trespassing. Uh, also, one count of violation of local law. So, uh, you know, they're they're dropping the the hammer on him. Um, what about the other? Like we, the rule of thumb is anybody ever breaks those ropes, it's open season on them, and you do it not just to beat their ass, but to dissuade anybody else from trying to follow and do the same thing. Any other fans? Well, you could call it self defense too, right? I mean. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how does that work? Because there was like, I mean, if we're wrestling and I'm in a wrestling match, that's one thing. Yes, and that's self-defense because I was my, I was being threatened, if you will, right? Me and my opponent were being threatened, okay? But what happened last night, everybody helped jump in, Travis Brown, all these other people jumped in that were not in that ring. So well, my question is, are they being brought up on charges too? I hope they're not. But I doubt, I doubt no. they would be, but the one guy, uh, Dash Wilder. Dash Wilder. Yeah, uh, when they were dragging, when they had subdued, man. I mean, I love this, but at the same time, you know, uh, from a legal aspect, that's something that could get you into trouble. Um, but as they were leaving, Dash just kind of looked over and just decked him with an uppercut. And I don't know if he did it, like hope, just not thinking that, that any cameras would catch him. Or <laughs> meanwhile, but yeah, punch heard all around social media last night. Yeah, so Dash Wilder is like a, a little unsung hero right now. Yeah, they uh, popped huge when he got tagged in tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see how any jury would find in favor of the other guy with what he had just done, you know? But uh, I would think, yeah, legally, if that guy wanted to, he could press charges. Yeah, because... Um... That's one, yeah, because that's one thing I was thinking about. Because, like, as a wrestler, you have to do that. Like, if you don't, you have an entire locker room to face that you didn't do anything about it, which is much worse. Well, yeah, and when they pile on him, I mean, he could have had a weapon. I mean, they did everything they could to neutralize the situation. Right. Yeah. Um, if someone has a, you know, if someone had a gun down in, you know, in 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 some building, and everyone bum rushed him and kicked the crap out of him, you know, I wouldn't think there's any way you could press charges. No. But uh, the Dash Wilder thing was quite a bit after. Uh, it was after they had left the ring and he they yeah. were on the way out. Uh, he, he, but I think, uh, you know, I, I just don't see how you could bring charges in that situation with what he did. Yeah. Um, so Hall of Fame, Raj, I know we got into it a little on Twitter. It wasn't just that, but one, they, they had a ring set up this time, Matt. You noticed that they had fans sitting behind the inductees. Mm -hmm. I don't think those fans were told they were going to be on TV the whole night because most of them looked like they just rolled out of bed. Uh, they're in their wrestling T-shirts and just hanging out behind the inductees while they're giving their speeches the whole time. But the chance, especially during the Make-A-Wish segment, and John Cena gets up there, they're doing, you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. I mean, then they're trying to hijack Hall of Fame just to me was like, you know what? We don't have to have the fans at Hall of Fame. They're not adding anything to the experience. They're only yeah. being disruptive. Yeah, that's a little annoying. Yeah, especially for the Make-A-Wish portion. I thought Sue yeah. and her speech, I mean, I thought that was the high point of Hall of Fame last night. I thought DX, actually the tone of what they did for DX, they probably should have had a separate DX roast or something that was a little more if they wanted to go the humor angle with it because it was a very nice night up until that point. I yeah. didn't think a lot of that humor landed. They took some shots at AEW, where Triple H was talking about Billy Gunn being fired, and he said, Vince McMahon will buy that piss ant company and fire you again. <laughs> yeah. A couple others, but I thought Bret Hart's speech was great. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he – I I, didn't, I haven't watched all of it. I, I heard uh, the first few. I've heard Honky Tonk, Tori Wilson, but I, I really like Bret Hart's. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, with the Hall of Fame – it's all it's tickets, you know. If they if they have one more event that they can add that they could sell ten thousand tickets, fifteen thousand, you know, that's that's a lot of money to turn away. Yeah. It's just weird to me that you would go to that. Uh I don't know. 
I think, you know, make it an opportunity for fans to class it up a little bit. Maybe do a smaller venue and have more expensive tickets. I don't know, but I think they need to change something. Um, all in all, I thought it was okay, but yeah, it was interesting last night, new Japan. I'll have to go back and watch the wrestling Inc uh, coverage, but uh, new Japan, the ring of honor G one seemed very polarizing Raj. I mean, people seem to like the new Japan parts, but had a lot of issues with ring of honor. In addition to Enzo and cast, they brought in the beautiful people into the women's division. Um, yeah, there were a couple of things that people didn't agree with. Yeah. The ROH seems a little, not knowing what to do with AEW right now, taking so many of the top stars. They just seem like they're, I don't know, they're they're kind of grasping at straws. But What's wrong with them getting the beautiful people? They feel like that doesn't fit like with what they've been doing up until this point, you know, as far as, you know, having being all about the wrestling and not about, you know. Kind of Angelina Love can hang with any of those girls on that roster. Are you high? Maybe not Velvet. Angelina Love easily could. All day. You, you do got Velvet. Um, it, it's not... You, I have no problem with the beautiful people. And you know what? To an extent, um, Enzo doesn't fit in ROH, but I have no, I have no issues with people using him. I think Enzo's very entertaining. He's a little, he's kind of hurt himself over the last year, but um, I don't know, just, you know, you know how that a section of the fan base is. Um, I just thought the ROH stuff, it just felt like the thing with WrestleMania is it was really long, but, you had superstars in every segment, right? The guys that were super over. Um, ROH, you had a lot of time in there with guys that don't come across as stars. So. Um, like 90% of that damn roster. Right. And I think the New Japan the guys just felt more like stars. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Colorful. Yeah. And Matt I, Taven, I thought WrestleMania was better than the ROH New Japan show, even though in, individually cool. some of the New Japan matches you could argue were better. But I thought as a full show, uh, WrestleMania was better. Yeah, and Matt Taven won the Ring of Honor Championship last night, defeated Dalton Castle, who turned on the boys. That was a big development. So, Oh, he defeated Jay Lethal and... Uh, and oh, was uh, it Jay? It was a three-way. Yeah, it was a three-way. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And Dalton turned. And Marty Skrull, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was inter- just interesting to watch it on Twitter, like to see that responsible Hall of Fame was going on. It was very, very uh, yeah. interesting night for wrestling to have those events be competing with each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow night, Raw after Mania, Tuesday night SmackDown. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. <laughs> we'll be back here the next two nights. Real quick, Jim Ross saying AEW will have a TV deal in October. We'll talk more about it tomorrow night, but she says it'll be two hours in October. Um, so yeah. So uh, Raj Giri, uh, you're wearing quite a stylish shirt there. Where can people get That's right? Them? The new Wrestling Inc. shirt. The the wrestling journalist. Check it out at Pro Wrestling Tees. Go to Wrestling Inc. And uh, yeah, check it out. Matt Morgan, you awake enough? You want to plug anything? No. Okay. Matt Morgan's good, folks. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I'll be live tweeting along with Raw tomorrow night. And uh, everybody get some rest. Tomorrow night's Raw is going to fly by. It's a three hour show. That's nothing, nothing compared to tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Highest live audience we've ever had for the Wrestling Inc. podcast tonight. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thanks to everyone for watching. Thanks for your questions, comments, and feedback. And we'll catch you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.